Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're talking NWA Saturday night on TBS from June the 18th, 1988. I'm sitting here with Hard Body Hopper and not Doc. Doc is late. That's a cool thing, man. I don't know, but he is running late, which sucks, but we got to get going. You got to get to work and... Yeah, man, it's already getting late. This is like eight o'clock is like midnight for uh, for me. So there you go. Yeah. Hey, we were talking up. Uh, Hopper and I were talking NWA Power uh, right before we got started, and everything we liked, which was most of it. And there were a few complaints, but Hopper, you were getting ready to talk about it. The 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 theme song, Dawkin. Dawkin. It's called Dawkin. What the fuck did you say, Dokin? Dokin. <laughs> it's Dawkin. Dawkin, my bad. Denim Fritz is going to love that. Fritz Von Mokey will love that. Dawkin, my bad. What do you want to say about the theme song? Man, that's... Uh, I didn't like it. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't like uh, it? It, it, it? It was it was cheesy. Very cheesy. I, you know, I know it has a retro feel, but goddamn. I didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was fucking horrible. I thought I it, it just... It felt like uh, it just—it was too. It's it just felt cheesy to me. So let me ask you a question. Obviously, huh. they they're not going to use the original. What would they? What would sound? I don't better? know. Something more modern. Uh, so I guess something more modern, but something I, I would. You know how uh, Smoky Mountain starts off. It has that. It, it sounds more with the horns and da, da, da. It, it's it sounds more uh I don't know what you want to call it uh no I think I know what you're talking about uh, more yeah, like the, that the or, or more like yeah. an updated version of you know something like modern rock I got you. not it, you know not something from 1988 right it's just, you know wait let me ask you a question is that song old that they, I, I think it's from song? 1988, huh? Uh, come on, bro. I, well, all I right, <laughs> I, I, I gotta Google it. I don't know. It's something in the fire. I don't know what the fuck it was, but yeah, that that it, that theme song was just it was. Uh, Everybody I, like I saw song. said they loved it. On they probably on... would because they're fucking dorks. <laughs> okay, who? Well, I think I don't know. I don't want to misquote anybody. I think Fritz I bet Steven Jaworski liked it. 
I tell you what, you know he didn't miss it. Yeah. He don't. I do not know how he keeps. He watches everything, Harper. Yeah, because I don't know. I guess he's he married, so don't say he ain't got a life. He he, he got a wife, and I, that's, well, I that like takes half the time right there. That's just fantasy right. football. Oh, maybe so. Maybe so. He's not doing too good, man. The Browns took that man. That motherfucker, brutal. bro. Oh, fucking. What's his name? Baxter. What's his, Baker Mayfield's whole ass? Man, they took a beating in Frisco uh, last Monday. Uh, bro. Oof, boy. If they go hey. down two and four, they're fucked. Well, they're, the the division is weak though, so I I yeah. think they they might be okay. But uh, I just want to give a shout out to Steven Javorski. Hang in there, hang in there, bud. <laughs> yeah, they ain't ready, bro. They ain't ready. <laughs> no, man, they too young. Now, the Saints are ready, bro. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know what the uh, Saints remind me of? It, what's comparing that? to to like to like other teams, like like the Steelers and the Jets. Picture it in Crockett when a horseman left. That's when everything started going downhill. I mean, when 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 fucking Arn and Tully fucking left, that was the beginning of the end. And Drew Brees was our uh, Tully and Arn leaving, but we adapted to the fucking situation. That's yeah, why the, that's yeah. like the Saints are, and all these other teams, bro. Their big guys goes down. They're fucked. Carolina's winning with a backup too, though. They oh yeah, that's true. Straight. Forgot about that. But they bitches though. <laughs> okay. All right, man. Hold on. Let's uh, let's get rolling. We'll get into the show, and then when Doc joins us, I'll see if he's got some Dogaholic spotlights. For now, again, welcome to this week's episode from June the eighteenth, nineteen eighty-eight. Special shout-outs to our largest page of contributors monthly: disrespectfully classy, Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, and Mike Childry. Thank you for your generous patronage and. Shout out to new patrons, Christopher, I think it's Eiffel. Thanks for becoming a BTT Patreon member. Enjoy that extra Patreon content. And George Davis, I saw that you bumped up your pledge. Welcome to the BTT Hall of Fame Patreon wing. And if you are not a patron, become one at tinyurl.com slash BTT. We dropped the second Clash of Champions a week ago at this time. We also have a, a Great American Bash pay-per-view coming up in the next month because we're going to get to that shortly. So a lot going on, plus over 200 other Patreon exclusive episodes, wrestling stuff, non wrestling stuff, there for you to enjoy. Hopper Squirter episode. Oh my yeah. God. The, the Dallas Cowboys Ring Rat House is there. Trust me, some entertaining stuff over on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Sign up and uh, support the show. It's a great way to support the show. All right, Hopper. Uh, anything uh, else you want to touch base on before we get into uh, this week's episode Saturday night? No, I'm just the Saints are going to the Super Bowl. I sure hope you're right. I thought that last year, <laughs> and the Booker man said, "Hell." I've no. always, I've always tried not to fall for it because it, it's. I've always told myself I will not let. Is it the the last time I was totally devastated was when LSU lost to Alabama and that BCS title game. When the fuck was that? Ten years ago. They got it was two thousand. That shit fucked with me hard. They and, got buried. <laughs> and because he wouldn't take what's-his-name out the game. God, the quarterback. <laughs> and And ever since that, that shit stuck with me. And ever since then, I said, I will never again 
allow sports to dictate my happiness or my fucking sorrow. Fuck that shit. Because rather they win or lose, you still gotta get up and go to fucking work tomorrow. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah, so so I I always tell my that tell myself that when the Saints start, then they're, you know, five and this and this and they win their division, then they win that playoff game and then you start thinking, bro, they're two wins away. <laughs> and then they get another win, then I'm like, fuck. I'm just like everyone else now, bro. I'm wearing Come a T-shirt on. fucking seven days a week. And then when a game time starts, I'm at the bar like everyone else hollering like an asshole. And and then when they lose, I'm like, I fucking fell for it again. I fell for it again, bro. It's like when fucking Lucy pulls the football away for fucking Charlie Brown. I fell for it again. Motherfucker. <laughs> Oh man, I'm with you, man. I'm I'm in right in my same boat. I fall for it too. <laughs> I had people sending me condolences last year after that Rams game. I'm like, hold on, let's put things into perspective. Nobody. And died, you notice okay? <laughs> since they got that fucking rule now to where you can throw a flag Jeez. to uh for a pass interference to 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 challenge it. No one's won that fucking challenge yet. I don't think. You know what makes but, me mad about that rule? I'm tired of people blaming it on Saints fans. The Saints didn't do it. If the refs would have just threw the damn flag, we wouldn't have this stupid-ass rule. Bruh, I'm telling you, somewhere down the line, that rule is going to bite us in the ass. Karma's going to bite us in the ass for that shit. It's either going to be during the playoffs or, or yep. somewhere. They're gonna, yep. Someone's going to challenge it, and they're going, oh, fucking Eli Apple, you know, pass interference. Yep. I agree. It's going to get to us. I already know it. All right. Did, did you watch the NWA doc? No. I watched. I watched the fucking Cowboys get smoked by the Packers after Uh-oh. Mike and Mike and I sat. The, I know. The highlight, the highlight of my weekend was Mike and I, the menace and I sat there during SMU's three overtime win over Tulsa, texting each other back and forth, watching the game. When I got to tell all you assholes out there, first of all, leave Lance alone. And second of all, Lance wasn't even watching the SMU game because he didn't give a shit. But Mike and I were both watching it, texting back and forth. <laughs> and Mike goes, man, you got you guys are going to take care of the Packers, man. Come on. It's the Packers. And y'all can run the ball. And then we come out and get smoked like motherfucking bitches. He was- and, my, and, my, and Mike thinks and Mike thinks that, that he can get me worked up by saying, no, nah, no, nah, y'all are going to be fine. Cowboys are gonna be fun. Cowboys are dog shit, pal. I'm I'm fucking pissed. Wait, I'm more hold pissed. on. This is you just you were sixteen and oh two weeks ago. What where's this? <laughs> what is this? I was working for the good of the show. People still like heel doc, so I was working, man. We're in eight. We're in. I told you. I told you. I'm gonna stay consistent with what I told you yesterday or the day before. We're a nine and seven team at best, and Garrett gets fired. Thank God. Wait, 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 wait. So this isn't true. And here's the thing, guys. I was going to say Cowboys 16-0 and in Super Bowl, but Mike said I couldn't do it. So then I went with, the, oh, well, they'll go 8-8. Eight eight. Bullshit, pal. We're going 16-0, and Super Bowl. Suck it. That's so glorious. That's nice. <laughs> right. Go back to the SMU game, Doc. I mean. That, that was great, man. We did, that was the highlight of my weekend, man. We were sitting there chopping it up, talking about SMU football, man. Who did they play next week? I don't know, man. I live week to week. We ain't got to Saturday yet. Let me t- let me tell you something. So I talked to Lance Saturday night. That some bitch didn't even know SMU was on 
when I when I was on the phone with him. And I, he wasn't working. I just was like, because I, I just called and I had to ask him something. I actually wanted to ask him about the Tulane SMU game. It's it's not till November 30th. And I was like, hey, man, you got any hookups with tickets? You know, I, I ain't trying to pay for tickets to, to go to that shit, but I'll go if I got a free ticket. And he was like, tickets to what? I said, SMU Tulane. He's like, you can get them tickets for so cheap. And I said, are you watching the game? He's like, what game? I said, SMU's on right now. Oh, they are? So, and here's the funny part about that was everybody's in the Facebook group and on freaking Twitter tagging him. And he's not even remotely, he don't give two shits. He's working again. Like, he don't care. Yeah, he cared yeah, when he went right. there, but he he cares he cares as much about his SMU football as Doc cares about North Texas where he went. Come on, bro. He Whoa, I thought that was kayfabe. What was kayfabe? I thought I thought he went to Rice. So Doc? Yeah. No, he said North Texas before in there. Oh God, a directional school. <laughs> what? All right. Hey, we gotta well, give some it, it's no Delgado State, but hey. You know. <laughs> Go right, Dolphins, right. dog. Get control of this show. Go Dolphins. <laughs> All right. Let's talk. Doc is here now. So let's talk Saturday night from June the 18th, 1988. Doc, can you see my screen? Hopper, you see my screen? I got it showing. Yeah, Luger's with Luger. In, Luger's in the corner, pal. Yeah, with Luger. The, the... He's, the, he's a credible challenge to, to Ric Flair's supremacy. So we kick off the show. We join the show with Luger versus Big Bear Collie, the uh, Scott Norton look-alike that Harper said from months ago. Uh, Luger defeats Big Bear Collie. We then see a clip of Ric Flair beating up on Ricky Santana. And then uh, during this whole time, Shivani is voicing it over. He's building up Flair versus Luger for the world title at the Great American Bash. And then we head to the studio where JR and David Crockett open the show and they run down what's going on in the promotion. And then they throw us immediately to the ring. Harper, you got anything from the opening of the episode? No, I, I, I'm I'm surprised to see Luger win with the elbow. You think maybe he couldn't get him up or something? That's a good point, but I don't know. Luger was a strong dude. Strong dude. I'm I'm sure he yeah. get him up. It might just be one of them things where he just I don't know, feeling lazy that night. Who knows? But it is a good point because you're like, I mean, I think I've right. seen him get up big guys before. Yeah. So I think we've seen him get him up. Yeah. Um, Doc, what about you? Got anything? Nope. All right, so we head to the first match. The Fantastics defeat Agent Steel and Curtis Thompson. Long match for the Fantastics versus these two. But, uh, Doc, what do you have from this? Nothing, really. I felt like it was weird, given that we only had an hour that this match went that long, though. Man, I thought that was my exact note. Harper, what about you? Was Agent Steel someone... A name with a mask on, or? That is Brad Anderson, the son of Gene Anderson. Okay. Did you know didn't that? He be- didn't he? Be- no. Didn't he become a lawyer sometime? No. You're talking about what's his name? What's his nuts? From uh, Smoky Mountain. Bryant. Yeah. God, that feels like ages ago. This I know. Huh? Oh man, that 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 feud with him and Tracy that just did absolutely nothing. Poor bastard. Yeah. What do you want me to say? Nothing. You seem tired tonight. I don't know what's going on. I'm. I've I've had a long day, man. 
Yeah, you and me both. Had a long All right. day, bro. The fucking Cowboys are garbage. Everything's against me, man. 16-0, and 0, pal. Super Bowl, suck it, was your exact words. And with that said, let's go to Kevin Sullivan. He's going to cut a promo. at the. He's the first promo of this week's episode. Sullivan, what about this Tower of Doom? Well, David, let me say this. Everybody's talking about July 10th being a career date. It isn't just a date in my career. This happens to be the most important day in my life. You see, I've waited a long time. And I've laid down and taken a lot of things from Jimmy Garvin. I take, he pushed it in my face. He took something that belonged to me. Jimmy Garvin, I've laid awake nights, sweating, thinking, how can I get you back? How can I get you where it hurts the most? Right here, Jimmy Garvin. You see, whether you want to believe it or not, she's got to make a statement soon. Patty's going to come out and tell the truth. Jimmy Garvin in Florida, Tampa, doesn't matter. Everybody knows the truth down there. Well, now everybody's going to know the truth in Baltimore July 10th because they say it's the price for freedom, Garvin. Well, freedom means you can do anything. And I plan to do anything right here in the tower. You see, it goes from one to the other, David. All right. What about this tower? We look at it. Where did you find this thing? I found it right here, David. You see, I am a man that knows that history repeats itself. You see, in the Ming Dynasty, when Princess Ananga was stolen by a man as greedy as you, Jimmy Garvin, they sent the Hobuda Dean after him. And with great pain and punishment, he decided that we'll have teams. Five on five. Five enter on one side, five enter on the other side, but only five leave. You mean the five, the five teams, one on either side, they, they will come up the ladder up to the top. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. Now, what happens once? How many men in there all at once? One at a time. And then there's a trap door that opens every two minutes for ten seconds. All right. Wait a minute. Let's, let's show these people. All right. They come in. They enter here. <laughs> and there's a trap door. They drop down to the next. What happens then? They drop down come to the next on. one. It could be two on one, three on one, three on two, five on two. But then in the bottom, she has the key. You see, she has the key to both of our lives, Jimmy Gavin. But in Baltimore, she'll be holding the key. And the first team out, five members, will be the winners. And Jimmy Gavin, if you don't believe me, why don't you ask Patty where she was last night? Well. Ladies and gentlemen, more action to come right after this. Too many fucking rules, man. Uh, <laughs> Too many dude, rules. Like I said before, it's like watching cops and the cops talking to the crazy drugged-out guy. So, like, uh, so where were you? I was up on a roof, and I had uh, five people up there. So, uh, how'd you like get down? There's a trap door, and we can only go one at a time. And, oh, and, 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 and a precious has the key. It just, it, bro, I still don't know what the fuck is going on. And that fucking picture that he had fucking looked like the map from the Goonies. I, I just, I still don't know what's going on with, with the Tower of fucking Doom, bro. I still have no fucking clue. I don't even think anyone there has a fucking clue. Doc, your thoughts. I like the first part with the map and the craziness, and then he showed the structure, and that kind of didn't help. And oh. it's like the, every town in this part of the world has the you go out to Goatman's Bridge and honk the horn three times, and the Goatman comes out kind of thing. That's what this reminds me of. 
Too many damn he took, rules, bro. He took your woman, stick your spike in the side of his throat, and take her back. Come on. Too many damn rules, man. Too many damn rules. I'm lost. You yeah. gotta keep this shit. You gotta. What does Harper's voice sound weird? Like he's fucking doing yes. some deep throat torment shit. It's, like, it's it's all like, modulated and low, like or like they're trying to disguise it on a whistleblower. That's exactly. That's exactly. I'm the whistleblower it, from the that's Ukraine. Exactly, that's exactly. I'm that motherfucker. <laughs> I got the recording on my little fucking Sony fucking tape player. I got all that shit. He's Harperinsky from. This the is Ukraine. awesome. He's gonna have to. <laughs> You have to listen to this back. We're not doing that. I don't know why his voice sounds like that. I thought I was having a stroke when he was talking about the Tower of Doom a minute ago, but apparently it's real. I thought it was Skype for a second, and then when I called on you, I was like, let me see if Doc sounds like that, but you sound normal. Oh, whoa. Well. <laughs> we got to keep rolling. That sounds awesome. <laughs> okay. Too many damn rules with this Tower of Doom. And the best part about it is if you have never seen it and you're out there listening, just wait till you see the damn Tower of Doom. That's all I'm going to say. And we go to the next match where Nikita and Dr. Death defeat Max MacGyver and Bob Riddle. Doc, anything from this? No, sir. Hopper, anything from this? No. Whoa. <laughs> and thank God there was no promo right afterwards. Oh, wait, there's Luger. This is, this is weird. <laughs> awesome it is it's kind of like he's put some kind of filter on this thing because hold on Hopper, you, what you, it's like it really sounds like you probably you know just how, fucked with it no i've not done anything what it sounds like is exactly what doc said it sounds like you're <laughs> like <laughs> it sounds like when you turn it almost sounds like when you turn the podcast to half speed, but you don't, it didn't slow down, but it has that same. Oh, like when the tape deck, when the batteries would get dead and it'll start. So, but only enough to make it weird. Not enough to be. Yeah. This is fantastic. <laughs> I can't tell. I can't tell if you've eaten some edibles or I have. Oh my God. Um. Okay, let's keep going. We got Luger. I really don't have anything from it. He wasn't bad. It was meat and potatoes. What did you did you have anything else, Doc? Yeah. Hold on a second. Um. Let me get my passcode in on my phone. I actually had that. I didn't have anything either specifically, but this is two weeks in a row where I said he wasn't bad again. You know, I thought he was. I thought he was decent here. He has some emotion about this, and you don't have to play it, but. I call it like it is, just like the Cowboys being nine and seven, man. Uh Luger was good there. Harvey, what about you? He keeps his shirt on, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm in a Cheech and Chong movie. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded like the incredible Hulk. <laughs> this is fantastic. He does keep hey, his Doc. shirt on. <laughs> what what Harper? What do you call a wandering nun? I don't know, Harper. What do you call a wandering nun? A Roman Catholic. Come on. 
<laughs> Look at this asshole on the screen. Yeah, yeah, who the fuck is it? God, I bet you that fucker did, did fucking coke. He's some fucking yuppie fuck. I bet he drives a fucking Audi. <laughs> you see an American psycho? That's all I'm saying. American psycho. <laughs> I bet he likes fucking Huey Lewis in the fucking news. I wish you could hear yourself right now. This is awesome. It is fantastic. <laughs> My God. Oh, man, this is completely unplanned, unscripted ridiculousness. And this guy's going to tell you about market share and digital platforms. Yeah, and... whatever. You, you <laughs> check, check your fucking newspaper. Before. Yeah, yeah, okay, bro. I'm going to get right on it. Uh, it's so that... it, It's good to see that everybody in the promotion uh, didn't forget to stand there like assholes when the Road Warriors come out while they were in Japan. <laughs> oh, this so poor got... fucker. <laughs> Bro, bro, watch this strike. Look, look, look. He fucks that up and watch this. Watch this fucking strike right here. What? <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Popped him in his jaw. Uh, they were making fun of Steve Chamberlain, who promotes the Bash at the Beach, pay, Bash at the Beach, promotes the Great American Bash pay-per-view and tells us you have to order it via pay-per-view and you can't see it on regular tv or cable tv so he wanted to stress that you have to order it via pay-per-view the world warriors then come out and just destroy jc wild and robbie allman uh this was the same 30 seconds and done type actually less than 30 seconds and done type thing you'll you'll pretty much see from them um let me get it queued up doc do you got anything from the, anything else from the match while i'm getting the uh, promo queued up no when you get the promo queued up hawk was a scary bastard here yeah, let me hit play. Here it is. The Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors, you came back and you did exactly what you wanted to. Just like we always do, David Kraken. We come back from a tour from Japan. We come back with a fire under our cans like never been before. We came back here and we kicked the Barbarian and we kicked the Warlord's butt from one end of their stinking country to the other. And then when it came time to sign the dotted line on the night of the Skywalkers, I guess the Barbarian and the Warlord aren't the men we thought they are because they took their tail between their legs and they ran. But you, Paul Jones, you consider yourself the powers of pain. You consider your mind the powers of pain. So you got out of the cold off to go to Russia. And you bring back some six foot eight, 350 pound Russian. But well, we're going to see just how bad he is when he falls flat on his stinking bald head from 30 feet up in the air, ain't we, Hawk? When the kitchen's too hot, you get out. Well, that's what the warlord and the barbarian did. They got out. That separates the men from the boys. Boys, you know something? I was a man the day I was born. The doctor slapped me, I slapped him back, and I took the nurse on a date. You punks are just what we said you are, punks. So, Paul Jones, you go out and try to find yourself some real men, and you take a good look at us, and you realize we're the last ones left. Hey, Paul, understand in Chicago on the ninth, there's going to be a tournament for the World Six-Man Tag Team title. That's right. We're looking forward to that, David, because those... 
All right, I don't have anything from Ellering. Uh, Hopper, I'll go to you first. What do you have from the Road Warriors? This is going to be fucking, great. Fucking Hawk, bro. He sounds pissed. And fucking, why does he look like Panama Jack? He does. Why? Because Ellering is a goofy bastard. <laughs> he really is. Well, so now we finally know, after weeks of speculation on the timing, that the powers of pain are gone. And Hawk slapping doctors and dating nurses on his birth date. That's just, he's just, he's on it, pal. He's the, they're the last of the real men, Jack. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of Animal's mohawk, Doc? He's got it really spiked up here. I don't care about that kind yeah. of shit. It's, it's been a... growing out. And that kid right there is wearing the shirt Kevin Sullivan should have been wearing. Didn't Sullivan have that shirt on? Yeah, it, it, it was size fucking super small. That, oh, wow. That's how you show off the guns, man. Whatever, bro. That's how you seek gain. When you seek gains, you got to show off your swole. Doc, I'm right? stuck in between telling Hopper to hang up and I'll call him back to see if it goes away or just have his voice keep sounding like this. I think it sounds great. I think we okay. found a new character, Deep Throat Harper. Yeah. <laughs> Slow down. Yeah. It's it's like he's half speed. It's it's amazing. Right. I, I, it's like Thorazine Harbor. <laughs> this is great. Uh, so officially, there the powers of pain have deserted the promotion. The six man titles are up for grabs in a tournament soon. Just for the record, we go to Al Perez with Gary Hart. He defeats the Dark Star. I've got nothing from it. Doctor, you was that your name? If Minister Society didn't work, no Dark Star. Ugh. Okay. He even got stars on his fucking tights, does he? <laughs> <laughs> you know what this sounds not... like? Yeah, he does. Oh, oh, oh yeah, Arbor, okay. Arbor, I, can t- I can tell you what you sound like now. Why? You remember, um, oh shit, what's that movie? Um, fuck. Old School. Remember Old School? With uh, Will Ferrell and Luke Wilson. Yeah. Okay, remember when Will Ferrell shoots himself in the neck with the tranquilizer? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what you sound like. Any last thing is you're funny, man. I like you're you. You're funny, man. I like you. <laughs> that's what this sounds like. <laughs> the best or worst show we've ever done this is fabulous could be oh, both man the sad part is man there's gonna be people out there that think we planned this and we didn't yes this, you did yeah we planned everything we're scripted 100 percent. not this all right, let's keep going. So Al Perez defeats uh, Dark Star, and then we get a we get the next match is the Russian assassin with Paul Jones, who defeats the Italian Stallion. Uh, so there you have it. We've got, I guess uh, you could say, he's helping to replace who left with Powers of Pain. Doc, anything from this match? Uh, he's. <sighs> Um, what? Just say it. There's nothing it's not his wrong. Fault. Well, and so here's my thing here. There's nothing wrong with this, but there's nothing exactly right about it either. 
And the problem with it is, is that he's a victim of the fact that we had Petrov last time because he's an upgrade over Petrov. It's just nobody cares. Yeah, that's what it is. He's an upgrade over Petrov, and I want to hear what Hopper thinks about it. He's an upgrade over Petrov after what he happened when he came in. And not only that, <clears throat> nobody cares because they had just been in this feud with the powers of pain for all these months, and the, and the weightlifting angle was a fun little angle they did. And remember that episode? We gave it real yeah. good reviews. And then we get somebody who comes in who's now going to, I guess, take the place. And it's like, wait. You can't replace what just walked out the door and the angle you shot back then. Why should I care about this person? I mean, maybe if there was two of them, if there was two Russian assassins. Yeah. Girl. Yeah, I mean, but not just this one guy, you know. You don't need to. You don't need to try to talk that way. It's still coming out that way. Do I sound like Rocky? Hey, yo, hey. A little little bit. Hey, hey, Paul. I'm thinking about taking you. Yeah. How come your sister won't talk to me? Every day I go to the pet store, she don't talk to me. That's awesome. Fucking amazing, man. Ah. All right. I, normally, we, we haven't been playing a lot of Paul Jones promos lately. Well, that's but, uh, good. Yeah. But I want to I want to ask y'all a question after we play this one. Here it is. Paul Jones, the Russian assassin, Ivan Koloff. You know, I was upset for about a week, but I feel great now. Road Warriors, you know that I am powers of pain. And in my organization, I will not have anybody that loses their guts. That's a shame to my organization. And brother, let me tell you something, Road Warriors. July and August, you're going to meet your Waterloo. Because, man, I want men that will get on top of that scaffold and throw you off. Ivan Koloff is a man that brought Nikita Koloff here. And I told Ivan, I want a man, a big Russian. I want a man with guts. I want a man that'll go up on that scaffold and throw the road warriors down. And Ivan has brought me six foot eight, 350 pounds. This man is awesome. And Ivan, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Governor Jones, it is a pleasure. When it comes to road warriors, they must be put out, and they will be put out. It is so important, comrade. We have discussed many times to have a team or an individual that must take command without hesitation. Now, in the Russian assassin, we have such a man. You see, road warriors, Paul Elry, I understand the road warriors. They are afraid of heights. Well, they are certainly going to be afraid of this individual. The Russian assassin will stop at nothing. He fears nothing. And you can be sure of one thing. Ivan Koloff will be right in there, right with him. Led by Paul Jones, the greatest manager in all of wrestling. We have devised a plan to rid you. Eliminate you all together, Road Warriors. And there is nothing, Paul Emery, that you're going to be able to come up with in the American fashion to stop us. Your Road Warriors are through. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the great American Bash. Taking America. Do you, do either of y'all think that um, either Paul Jones or the Road Warriors buried Barbarian and Warlord with either of their promos since they. Uh, 
No. I mean, because that's what you did. I mean, that's what they did when fucking Junkyard Dog left, right? When he went to well, WWF, didn't they kind of take some shots out? Right, that's Watts, what I'm saying. Watts took plenty. Watts took some vicious shots at him, actually, but I don't think this was as bad uh, as what happened with Dog. Man, he, he, because took, he took pot shots at Dog. It was it was crazy every week. You have to explain it because they're gone. And so what so are you going to say? Where's Terry Taylor? Where's Eddie Gilbert? Oh, fuck. Damn. I haven't thought about that in forever. That's true, huh? Where did Manny yeah, but... Fernandez go? Damn, he's been on. gone. They didn't talk about Rick Rude when he left. Cause, oh, now, that's true, but, huh? This was, he, you got to remember something though, with this. They're building this up to their next pay-per-view. Like, that wasn't a situation when those other guys just end up leaving. Oh, yeah, this feels like somebody got their feelings hurt. So, like, I mean, because this, this was supposed to be one of the big pay-per-view matches for the Great American Bash. They, they're now, they're, they're going to have to shuffle on the fly now because of this bull crap. Well, so, so it, the reason why they left was because it's, because they didn't want to do the scaffold match. Uh, I, Cornette said that, but I also think it was just because they were being courted by WWF and. Okay. You know. Cause I'm, cause I was thinking, but they could have fucking maybe worked something around, make it a cage match or something. If that was the case. No, they, they, I'm sure they were like, we're not doing it. And then they got a better offer from WWF and they were like, we're getting out of here. And if you think about it, the reason, I mean, I'm sure this wasn't the same thing, but think about why Arn left and like Arn said, you know, Crusher Khrushchev, uh, Barry Darso was, yeah. was contacting him for months. You know, hey, you know, they want to see where you're at, what you're thinking, blah, 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 blah. So I'm sure those guys did the same thing. Like, they were being contacted by friends they had over there, and they just like, screw it. Money sounds right. We're leaving. Man, I ain't trying to talk about the powers of pain. I'm trying to talk about what I'm seeing here. This shit was awesome that I'm watching so, right here. Yeah, let me explain. So Jr. and David Crockett throw it to a tape from Savannah, Georgia, they said, where Dusty goes into the horseman dressing room and comes out busted, open, and bloody. And then they go to a video clip where they follow Dusty to the ring. He has Sting, Nikita, Dr. Death with him. Barry hits the ring, and Dusty and Barry are just starting to brawl. Dusty's busted open. The fans are going crazy. The crowd is into this thing. There were some Dusty chants, and Jr. tells us that these two will settle their differences at the bash. This is a damn good clip, if you ask me, because that's how you yeah. build up a match that you're actually, it's not a match, but they get a little brawling in, and this is how you build up to what's going to happen with them at the bash. At look at those the look at those people in the crowd, too. Mm-hmm. And man, I don't, you can say a lot about Dusty's booking, his spot on the card, how he ran this thing. That clip was awesome. Yeah. Him and Wyndham getting after it. Man, that that was a personal issue. We're gonna settle it in front of the people. That's that's to use a Ric Flairism. That's big time sports, pal. That's and, how you do it, though. I love how it's like an inorganic lumberjack match. Yeah, and nobody. Because I was like, "What's Al Perez doing out there?" Then, they, no, then nobody cut a promo. Nobody had to <laughs> cut a promo because they've already been talking for weeks. So now let's just get out there and whoop ass. Yeah. And he's all busted open. We said all the, we've said all the things we need to say. Let's get this shit on. Okay, so to point you, and made, nobody's huh? nobody's nobody's entrance music hit. 
the only hitting was each other. And to the point you y'all both making, so this whole segment wasn't fifteen minutes, wasn't even ten minutes, it wasn't even five minutes. It was four minutes long. They told a little story to build up to this big match that these two are gonna have at the bash in four minutes. And they didn't show the conclusion so that I gotta pay to watch it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're fighting, they're brawling. Bro, look at that. That's how you do it, man. That's fucking Gary. He's like, get the fuck out of there. (laughs) Well, come over here and interrupt my promo. (laughs) All right. Hubber, any other thoughts on how they did this with Barry? All right, this was fucking great, man. It feels real, doesn't it? This is as great and as real as your voice on this episode. This feels fucking great. Look at Dusty. I think it's starting to kick in, man. <laughs> We're in a spirit world. He sounds man. like he is from fucking, from fucking young guns. They can't yeah. see us because we're in a spirit world. Chavito, Chavito. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that movie, but it's been a million years, man. And you don't know about the spirit world. You ain't eating no peyote out there in the in the desert with me and Harper. Okay. So... We go to the next match, and it is Ronnie Garvin who defeats Jerry Price. Garvin does a little bit of stretching. We've definitely seen it a lot worse from some of his other oh, yeah. matches. And Crockett says during the match, if you if you don't fight him back, he's even worse. I don't think so, David. I think no matter what he was, he beat was that on, he, he beat that black man so bad. I, I made me wonder if Ron Garvin was actually a police officer in his off time. I don't know. He didn't beat him too bad. Yeah, he wasn't too bad. I agree with Harper. Maybe he had like he had white guilt or something. I don't know. That's a thing, you know. He didn't. He didn't even give him. He didn't even give him chin nuts. You nope. realize that, right? Man, okay. So is this this shit we're about to see? Are we gonna say this is good or stupid? Oh, uh, precious. I yeah. thought it was good. I thought it was stupid. I don't know. It it it, it got Jerry Springerish to me. When she grabbed his fucking his 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 tie and everything, eh, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Let me let me play the first part of it. I actually thought she did a good job. Actually. What what bitch you ever met that didn't want to talk about something? They fuck when they guilty. They don't want to talk about shit. Right, because that truth hurts. Yeah, like and I ain't talking about guilty as far as you know running around with a dude or yeah. nothing. I'm talking about guilty where it's like. No, motherfucker, you said you was going to do X, Y, and Z, and you didn't do it. You get mad at me about this. And they they start coming off with all kind of shit. They remember oh, 10 right. years ago when you was a fat ass? A, a what? A fucking man, a fucking 10, a time 10 years ago when you fucked that chicken in, in the parking lot outside of Hooters. Right. That <laughs> wasn't me. That was fucking Doc. Whatever, you were there. Right, exactly. He just did it so he just did it so you wouldn't do it. Yeah. He will blame you. <laughs> he will blame you for some shit another grown individual did. He did it, but you wanted to. <laughs> right. But you was thinking about it. That's the that's the one they say. <laughs> and your nasty ass didn't have to run video on it either. Yeah. No way. All right, let's go to Precious. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm being joined. It's, of course, my pleasure. I'll say that right now. My esteemed pleasure to have a lady that has certainly 
captivated the hearts of all the fans of the National Wrestling Alliance. And I know you're a very busy young lady. Thank you for being here. It's nice to be here, Jim. I want to tell you something. We have gotten a great deal of mail, and I'm sure you know that uh, you're asked several questions whenever you go out. People are obviously are going to recognize you. Uh, but people have written us a lot. We've talked to, we've gotten calls about your situation with Kevin Sullivan. And I think it's time for all the fans, not only here in the studio, but the fans at home, to clear the air. Let's ask them. I want to ask you some questions, and I'd like for you to answer them just as obviously as you always do, as honestly as you can. Okay? We talked about you. Kevin Sullivan has alleged that you all have had a, a relationship in the past. Now, first of all, is that true or not? Maybe in Kevin's mind that's true. I'm not sure. In my mind, it isn't true. All right. It did not happen. It did not happen. All right. Uh, were you at one time? And I've talked with him a little bit about this and tried to put a few pieces of the puzzle together. Were you? Let's say, were you friends at one point in time? Never. You've, you've I don't know, never. In Kevin's mind, like I said, whatever's left of it, maybe. So everything, everything that he has told us and told on, here on television has been uh, in error, let's say. Yeah. Now, he told us a lot of things that were the truth. He told us about people uh, that were going to win championships, and they did. He told a lot of things that were going to happen, and it's almost like a prophecy, and it's come true. Are You're you saying that he has ESP or something? No, I'm saying that he apparently has, uh, he has something because he's predicting things that are happening in the future, and he said something that happened in the past that uh, you all were friends. He's made some very... Never. Okay. Uh, let me ask this question then. Uh, are you are then at this point in time then, you are still with G Jimmy Garvin and you, there's no problem Jimmy at all? Jimmy Garvin forever. So you, you and Jimmy no, Garvin have had no problems at all? No, not Jim and I. No. Okay. We're uh, fine. You all are fine? fine. Everything is going to be fine yeah. or it has been fine or is... Is it fine now is what I'm wondering? Yes, Jim. It's fine now? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, uh, we're, I don't know if we're getting very far on this. Uh, you, you've, okay, you first, you first of all, you're saying that you, there's nothing between you and Kevin Sullivan, never has been, right? No. Not even one thing? Not in my mind. In his okay. mind, like I said, maybe. All right. Not in my mind. The next, okay. Uh, and, uh, and everything, even though we saw in Miami, you were very, uh, you, you were very uh, emotional with Dr. Death, who tried to help you. You got to admit that, and you slapped him in the face. And when Jimmy Garvin tried to take you back to the dressing room and help help you one more time, you pushed him away. So that's why I'm saying: is there was there a problem, or is there a problem now? Or have you worked it out, or what? It's worked out, Jim. It's worked out. So well, you did have a problem with him in Miami, Miami Mayhem, but you solved that problem yes, now. Jim. All right. All right. Let's ask this question then. What about? All right, let's okay, ask. Just keep on asking not too long ago in Tallahassee, Florida, Tallahassee, Florida, we saw a situation where you were taken from the ring physically by Kevin Sullivan. You didn't like that, I'm sure, right? Well, now listen, Tallahassee, remember. I don't want to talk about Tallahassee. That's the only thing I don't want to talk about. I hate Tallahassee. Everybody wants to know about Tallahassee. Whatever, whatever, whatever. I don't care. Wait, 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 I, I just want to no, keep your keep your keep your composure. Wait, no, wait, wait, no. No, no, no. I'm just trying to do my job. What happened in that? I want to know what happened in the room. What happened in the room in Tallahassee? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, there's. I uh, I'm sorry about this situation. All right, so uh, Doc, I actually thought this was fine, man. She acted just like a woman would act when she starts spazzing yeah. out and gets caught. 
I just wonder if Tallahassee is Seminole for in the brown eye. Wow. Whoa. Well, well, come on. Uh, what are you, 12? Yeah. <sighs> Christ, man. All right, Hopper, what did you have from him? She sounds like a woman lying to the cops. Like when they pull over the, the fucking car and, it, and they get the prostitute. And it's like, so what are you, he, so what are you doing here? Oh, that's a friend of mine. That's a friend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a friend. What's his name? Uh, What's, I don't know. Uh, I don't, uh, Steven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his name, Steven. She just sounds like she's fucking lying the whole time. Is she lying? I guess we're going to have to wait and see, so stay tuned. But I thought she was, I thought, I thought she was great there because she seems like she's lying. There's like a mystery going on. First she was comfortable and then she starts getting uneasy. I thought she was doing. She sounds real. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But Doc, you said it was cheesy though, right? Very. Did you think it was cheesy, Hopper? I mean, I don't know. When she starts pulling on this fucking tie that he got from Sears and all and and it's like, (laughs) come on. Okay, I got you. Okay. Well, we'll keep going. We're going to have to stay tuned to see what goes on with Precious and whatnot and see where this all leads. In the meantime, we got Arnold Anderson and Tully who defeat Don Grundy and Tommy Angel. I've got nothing from it. Doc, do you? Just to tell the best tag team in the world, there's a reason. And and, and let me tell you something. Enjoy them. (laughs) Yeah. I, I was watching this when I first started watching it. I was like, is this it when they're gone? No, they got a few more months. Oh, okay. They got a few more months and something else to keep in mind. They do get involved with the Midnight Express and that feud. Stuff, oh, yeah, yeah. Which Cornette and Arn talked about it recently. They both teams kind of wish it would would have gone on another year or so because they, they – I don't. I mean, we'll talk about this when we get there. But there was money left on the table. Would you agree, Doc? Oh yeah. Because they these teams, God, the the greatness of them both. But anyway, we'll get more to that later on. In the meantime, Ric Flair finally is making an appearance as we start to get too close to the uh, end of this week's episode of Saturday Night, and let's see what Rick's got to say. <laughs> the World Heavyweight Championship is on the line in Baltimore on July 10th. Ric Flair. We've heard from Lex Luger. What do you have to say? Well, David Crockett, let's talk about what's really on the line. We're talking about the greatest commodity in professional wrestling today. We're talking about the National Wrestling Alliance taking this whole country by storm eight days from today. We started out in Orlando, Florida, and God knows how I love the women in the state of Florida. But brother, between the 26th of June, we're talking Charlotte, we're talking Dallas, we're talking Tampa, we're talking Miami, and then Luger, then Luger, we're talking July 10th, Baltimore, Maryland, we're talking about the world's heavyweight championship. And let me take this opportunity to explain to this vast American public what's coming down. In Ric Flair, you are looking at the man that this sport 
whether you like it or not, has revolved around for six years simply because whether you like it or not, I have been your world's heavyweight champion. Now, the great American public sees this awesome structure of a man. 6'5", 280, the greatest physique of any athlete alive today. So, the imagination of the great American public says, this is finally going to be the guy to take Flair out. It's the end of Ric Flair. He can ride on his boat, he can drive his cars, he can count his money, but he's out of wrestling because we all know that Ric Flair will never be second best. Ric Flair lives and dies for wrestling. So they also know that Ric Flair will settle for nothing less than a one, two, three. No dispute, Ric Flair, because his ego is so vast, has to beat Luger. He has to beat the man they're calling now the greatest challenge of all time. Well, July 10th in Baltimore, Luger, it's for all the money, all the prestige, all the glory. But the bottom line is, to be the man in the greatest sport in the world, you gotta beat the man. And between now and July 10th, we're talking the Great American Bash. And you ask the Road Warriors, you ask Dusty Rhodes, my friend, those stitches you got in your eye now are nothing because we will see to it you paid a price long before Baltimore. Woo! It's it for Baltimore. Let's go to the ring. I love when he does that crazy woo. Doc, what do you have from this? There's two things in there that I really liked is that Ric Flair lives and dies with this kind of thing, which is what kind of he got a Rolex for last week. And then knowing that we're coming to the end of, you know, in the last couple of years of this world champion, meaning what it had meant. When he says for the last six years, the sport has revolved around me because I've been your world champion. That really means something because we're like I said, we're coming to the time in a couple of years where that doesn't mean shit anymore. That's a good point. Yeah. Hubbard, what do you have from it? It was fucking Ric Flair. It was fucking great. It was fucking great. It was fucking great. It was fucking great. It was great. It was Ric Flair. I am your world champion. Gino used to say that, Doc. You sure uh, did. He don't say it anymore, does he? Oh, man. What, what the fuck? What are you, 12? Nice, Doc. I don't know, man. Maybe he was killed. I finally watched a little, uh, a little special. The Vice thing. With uh, Gino. All right. Doc. I forgot. Did you say he OD'd or did you say he was murdered? 
I don't remember what I said. Come on. What? What, Hopper? I don't think you ever told me. He OD'd! It's like the fucking Bigfoot shit. He OD'd. Guys, he was on coke. He OD'd. He went back with some fucking flight attendants. They got fucking coked up, and he OD'd. They said, oh, fuck. Let's get the fuck out of here. And they fucking left. And And he fucking died on the floor of his fucking apartment. Oh, okay. You ain't got to get all swollen up in the chest. I'm just saying, I, I fucking watched it, and they're trying to say it was this and that. And I was like, the guy who did. Uh, I mean, what do you want to say? I'm not a cocaine expert. I just was curious. I'm just... I don't know. i tell you what it's... I am an expert in. Loving Orange promos, and he's up next yeah. after Kevin Sullivan murdered Ryan Wagner. I yep. thought you were going to say something about fucking Blue Chew or something. No, what? no. A no. fucking commercial. Why do you plug them? They're not a sponsor. Why Why did you even say their name? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, let's go to Arn, Tully, and JJ here. Ladies and gentlemen, the World Tag Team Champions, Aaron Anderson, Tully Blanchard, with their manager, JJ Dillon. David Crockett, when you go into a civil war, you don't go into a civil war looking over your shoulder. You don't go into it demented, screaming, hollering, off the wall like Kevin Sullivan. You go in with a clear... Cool, calm, collected head. Because any athlete, I don't care what sports you name, never competes 46 straight days at top-level competition. And the only way to come out of it with your health, with your life, and going in with the gold, the only way to come out with the gold is to use that same level-headed philosophy that we live 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. It starts in the morning. You hit the gym, you get it out of the way. Then it goes strategy in the afternoon, and when you get to work, you put your heads together, you come up with that winning formula, that's how you become a world champion. The great American bash to us is just another day for the four horsemen to shine. So whether it's Tampa, Dallas, Charlotte Coliseum, Baltimore, any major city across this country, we're going to be doing no different, no demented ramblings. And if you want to know the guy I referred to looking over his shoulder, no man ever want to wrestle match Luger looking over his shoulder you can't attack a frontal attack's the only thing's gonna beat Ric Flair and you looking for shadows coming out of dark alleys is gonna be your downfall tell him Tony. <laughs> you know double A said so well but you get it right down to that point you focal right down on the one point you talk about Baltimore July the 10th you and I have to defend our part of the horseman gold against Nikita Koloff and Sting. You know, Sting likes to come out here beat on his chest. They all like to flex. And they all like to talk about how everybody else is going to help them. We don't need no help. We're the best team in professional wrestling throughout history. That's why we have these and why we can talk about it. So on the 10th, when you guys walk down that aisle, don't worry about Luger. Don't worry about Dr. Death. Don't worry about the Road Warriors. You two gentlemen, worry about yourselves. Prove to the wrestling world that you are something to be reckoned with. Because on July the 10th, Double A and myself, along with JJ, are going to carry the gold down the aisle and walk back out with it. Ladies and gentlemen, eight-man tag team action coming up next. Doc, thoughts on Arn Tully right there? Well, before I give those thoughts, they can take that eight-man tag, turn it sideways, and shove it up their ass. I don't care what. No, I'm just in agreement. I was like, Holy I don't shit. care if it's 2012, 2017, 2019, or 1988. There ain't no reason to have an eight-man tag. Fuck that. 
You you don't your fa- your faction ain't that strong unless you're facing the horsemen. It's still just bullshit. Oof. Let's waste some time. That's right. So um, back to Arn and Tully. I thought both of them were f- just phenomenal. I don't know that either one of them gave the toot toot line that we remember, but the blueprints there on how to do this stuff. Arn told you what wrestling's all about. Wrestler ain't ever won a match looking behind over his shoulder. 46 straight days. Sting likes to come out and beat his chest. Tully told you they don't need no help. They don't cheat. It was all right there, man. Yeah. Hopper, what about you? It was great fucking Arn. It was so great, man. Poor old fucking Lex is going to be looking over his shoulder, and that's where he's going to fuck up. You got any more quaaludes, dude? (laughs) Brother, you got any more of a Soma's brother? Bro, I'm so fucked up, dog. (laughs) I can't feel my nose. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Arn had Arn's couple lines there he said the great american bass is just another place and opportunity for us to shine luger you're looking for shadows out of thin air is going to be your downfall holy shit yeah great that's how you do it yeah uh doc do you have anything from corny before they go to that god-awful eight-man tag no me either it was nothing much uh yeah fuck that yeah fuck that fuck you Uh, wilbur the the eight man tag is the Sheep Herders and Midnight Express versus Brad Armstrong, Tim Horner, Mighty Wilbur, and Gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. They go off air with the match still rolling, which was weird. <sighs> All this was weird. Like why? Yeah. Who cares? They just it was like they just got to the end of the show and were like, Well, we got some minutes to eat up. Y'all just go out there and Keep going for a little while till we go off air and give you the cue. Whatever. That was it. And with that said, we need to rate this thing. Before we do so, use our Amazon referral link every time you shop on Amazon. The holidays are coming quickly and fast. So we call it Merry link. We call it Merry Christmas around here, you well, asshole. That too. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Whatever. Harvard it, Harvard it. Harvard didn't blow a whistle on somebody for this to be called the holidays, pal. Happy Hanukkah, all that good stuff. You know, whatever you celebrate, whatever floats your boat, use it. Tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Great way to support this show on an ongoing basis. And we are only, I guess, about six weeks away from the annual Thanksgiving tradition where we God. play uh, the how to, how to Give Thanks at BTT Thanksgiving. You know, the, the, the clip we always play, Doc? This will be nice. our third year running now. That's oh. six weeks away. About Jesus. that from this time. Fuck. It's not that far off, bro. We're getting close. God man. damn. I know. It's still it's still ninety degrees, Mike. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Dude, fuck it was that. ninety today. It's gonna be cold this weekend here, but it was yeah, ninety right. in the day. Well no, it is, Hopper. It's supposed to be uh Saturday morning. It's supposed to be like forty four here. That's cold for these parts in, in October, people. But but, yeah. but we've been dealing with upper 90s the first two weeks, so put give it to some perspective. But anyway, the Amazon referral link is tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Great way to support this show on an ongoing basis. You don't have to spend anything extra. And give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life and tell them to use it every time they shop on Amazon. Like Doc says, actually put the link into the browser for them because if you tell them to do it, they won't. So you got to kind of like walk them through it. Like 
their kids because they kind of are. Anyway, Doc, with that said, rate this show. What are you giving it? This is a weird one. Um, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. It wasn't the best. It was short. But I, I don't. I really struggled with the, both the rating and the Rolex for this one. I'm gonna say, give me a B plus. I'm gonna give it a B plus too. Hopper, what are you giving it? I give it a solid B. All right. I'm gonna give it the go? surface. I'm gonna give it the surface of the sun. <laughs> uh, Doc, who are you giving your Rolex to? Ah, uh, man, this one is this is the hardest one I've had to give out in a while. You can't go wrong either way, but I'm gonna go with Rick. I feel the same way. I gotta go with Rick. I thought Hawk was good, but I gotta go with Rick. Who are you giving yours to, Hopper? You know what? I, I'm giving mine a Hawk. All right. He's he's just saying that. He didn't mean that. He was just no because because he was fucking because Hawk, Hawk's the only man. Because Hawk's the only one here that has done more drugs than you. Yeah, bro. What if this doesn't come through on the tape, Mike? And we're sitting here. To <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that's a good uh, question. I don't know what we're gonna do. Planetary, I've been fucking listening to Pink we're gonna go from we're gonna go from Harper sounding high to us sounding high. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens, man. I think a show, it's it's saying it's rolling and recording. So I mean, and it, I'm getting sound coming from his side. That's. And it happened after I joined in. I mean, because the first thing I heard of his six-minute promo at the beginning was in normal voice. Right. So you heard him normal at first, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was weird, man. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. It's it's just very weird. But shut up, Harper. Hey, fuck <laughs> hey, this. Hey. He sounds hey. like Rodney Dangerfield, Rocky Balboa. Harper. Wildcat oh. Sports, what's going on, man, at the Ponte Train Center? November what's the 3rd. <laughs> November 3rd. November 3rd. Who's going to be there, Hopper? We're going to have Harlem Heat there. <laughs> Honky Tonk Man's going to be there. <laughs> Psychosis, Rob Van Dam. <laughs> Harlem Buku Heat. Dow. Buku Dow. Hard Body Hopper. I'm <laughs> Okay. All right. The anyway. might be uh, the fucking Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions by then. Him and Perry. Man. So we're recording this before that show in New Orleans this Saturday. Um, I hope Luke and Perry have life insurance. I'm sorry, <laughs> bro. Jay and Mark are gonna. Oh, that's nice. Hopper, have the have nine one one on speed dial, just so you can hit a button. You don't have to punch in nine one one. Okay, just wanted to point that out. Uh, okay. Doc, you, Doc, you got anything before we get ready to get out of here? Let's get out of here, man. I'm tired. Yeah, me too. It's late, and Hopper's got to get to work. Real quick, want to mention a couple of things. Shout out to the Wrestling Podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis, Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. Check them out. They talk classic, but current stuff as well. Uh, and it's a good show. They support us, so please support them. And also shout out to our Advantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. 
They support us, so please support them. And don't forget, become a patron at tinyurl.com slash BTT to get the pay-per-view reviews that we have up, the Clash of Champions that we have up, and over 200 other Patreon-exclusive shows. With all that said, I think that's all we got. Hopper, hit the tagline, take us home. Fuck it, bitch. <laughs> out of here i want to give a couple shout outs to our hall of fame patrons but i do want to thank all of our patrons out there thank you for your patronage and your support uh we hope you enjoy all the extra patreon content each and every month uh, as i always say we've got over 200 plus patreon exclusive episodes just for you and no one else on our patreon feed so thank you for your support if you're not a patron remember it's tinyurl.com patreon btt you can sign up for as little as two bucks a month that'll get you access to the world-class shows if you bump up a little to five dollars you get a bunch of other stuff as well so there you go but it's a it's a great service and not only is it a great service but it helps support what we do with the eight free shows we kick out every single week um along i'm sorry every single month um, along with the bonus content you get for being a patron and a lot of work goes into this so we appreciate if you do you are a patron so thank you very much uh shout out to the hall of fame patrons out there the list is growing george davis kevin carter michael angel bob richards rocky suazo christopher champer will harkey robbie dyson rick Beebe, brad dunifen tom schlegel coach joey chase aka willie chase steve malbasa laron brown kenny byersdorf Glenn Abbott at GA Russell Nut on Twitter. Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, aka at Half Pints Point. Keep cutting them promos, kid. Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean, who is at YRC21 on Twitter. Josh Dunn at Ryan and Auburn. Good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, David DeVries, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich at Spy Boy Sports Cap, RE Miller 39, 
Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coman822, Marty Howell, T-Hog94, and Godbold Unreal. Thank you for being Hall of Fame Patreon members. Appreciate that. Your support is very much, uh, like I said, appreciated. Also, before I get out of here, check out the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast with Mike Prue and JV. They have a podcast series. They've been doing it for about a year now where they are breaking down the WWE career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month and on a weekly basis. New episodes are released every Wednesday morning. They're available on most platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbeam, and Google Play. You can find them on Twitter at BottomLineCast or search BottomLineCast wherever you get your podcast from. Mike and JV also support us on our Patreon feed as they are the host of the ECW Extreme Livecast that drops every other week on Wednesdays as well. So Mike and JV do a very good job there. And it's good stuff. So hopefully if you are a uh, fan of ECW and you haven't checked that show out yet, check it out. They do a watch-along format, uh, but they play the promos and whatnot and the audio from it. And it's a great show, and they're doing a great job. So Mike and JV, if you're listening to this, thank you very much, man. We appreciate your support. That's it for now. That's all I got. Uh, Thank you again for all the patrons out there and all your support. And for Doc and Harper, who have already left, you know what we always say when we get out of here. Book it, bitch.